Xavier. Welcome to Somewhat Overfitting, the podcast about data science and digital transformation. My name is Jonas, and every week I'm interviewing people in the data science field on how they use data in their day-to-day -day business life. Today I'm talking to Jada Hansen, data analyst at NAF Inc. in Salt Lake City. First about NAF, they are offering an app where they connect small business owners with financing opportunities. Here they use data science to find the best fitting options. NAF also provides educational resources to help small business owners understand and navigate the world of business financing. Jada did a bachelor's degree in strategic communication and then worked in that field for six years before deciding to do a master's in business analytics in a program that she actually helped to launch. Jada is working mainly with user data of NAF's app. We talked about how the data team is set up at NAF, what kind of data they work with, and what the outcome of their work is. We then talked about the data-driven culture at the company and how the management is measuring the value of the data team's work. In the end, Jada described her challenges when coming from a different field and starting out in data science and what tools she mainly uses to do her job. So let's get started. So Jada, thanks so much for joining today. You are a data analyst at NAF Inc, which provides financial products and services. And before we dive into what you are doing there, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so I have a fairly diverse professional background. I did my undergraduate degree in strategic communications and then started working in higher education in a business graduate program, recruitment, admissions, and marketing. So I worked kind of in the marketing of uh, business graduate programs for about six years. And um, that was at the University of Utah. And while I was doing that, I actually helped launch um, a new program, the Master of Business, Master of Science in Business Analytics program. So I admitted and recruited the first class for that and then managed the marketing for it for about three years before I actually became a student in the program myself. Yeah, so I was working in marketing and uh, just had a desire to improve my analytics skills. So pursued that graduate program and uh, through education was just opened up to a whole new world of data and analytics that I hadn't been exposed to before. Uh, so that was really neat. I finished the program last December, so December 2019. And right before I graduated, I started working at NAP, as you mentioned. Great. So that's interesting that you basically started the program, which I'm in as well. My, yeah. my background is actually as well in, in marketing and more like the strategic part and like the branding part of marketing. Are you right now more a marketing analyst or what is your current position? What are you doing? So at NAV, I'm a data analyst and um, I do work closely with our marketing team, but I work with many other teams in the organization as well. Um, so my role kind of has two components to it. Mm -hmm. Part of it is the actual analyzing of data. So, um, you know, if people have questions or want to find out something about our customers or track trends, then I can dive into our data and try and find some insights for them. Um, so that's the analyzation part. And then the other part is more of database architecture and helping to maintain our database and data warehouse. So as we get new data sources coming in, we need to build tables for that data to live in and, um, you know, kind of all the ETL and, and getting the data from from its source into our database where we can begin to work with it. So I work on that side as well. Great. So how big is your team? Are you the, the only data analyst or is it more like a department like five people or how is that set up? 
So I'm part of our business intelligence team and um, our BI or BI team, and we have um, four data analysts and then our um, like team leader or manager, and then we also work closely with our data engineering team. Um, so the so in total, business intelligence and data engineering, and then um, some of our our Salesforce team as well joins in. That's maybe about 12 people. Can you explain a little bit how the whole team is set up? And can you describe maybe like the, the workflow in, in that team? The workflow of our data org is like such. So the data engineers help get data into our organization from its source. So we have a lot of, a lot of different sources of how data is coming in. And they basically set up those pipelines and, and build the appropriate things for the data to be able to come in, whether it's into our data warehouse or into Salesforce, things like that. Um, so they are upstream from us um, on the business intelligence side. So BI sits downstream of data engineering where, um, you know, we're more responsible for making sure the data has a place to live in the data warehouse and, and maintaining like clean architecture structure. Um, and then we work more with the stakeholders to help um, serve their data needs. So the business intelligence team actually works with every department in our organization and we just provide whatever data or analysis they need. So what kind of data do you use? You said you work closely with the marketing department, so probably like some advertisement data data from Facebook and such. And then on the other side, the user data from the app? I work with all kinds of data, exactly yeah. like you mentioned. Yeah, so I don't work directly with um, our marketing or campaign data as much. Um, I work more, I would say, with customer data and how kind of customers are flowing through um, the sign-up process and what sources they're coming from. Additionally, um, you know, we have data about the customers themselves and their businesses. And then we also have access to some data that's more relevant to business financing. So I can work with that as well, just depending on uh, what the stakeholder needs to do. Yeah. You're getting the request from your department. So I, it sounds like you are working internally on kind of like a project basis. So you get a project in form of a question. We want to find out how our how the user uses the app when they start to convert into a paying customer or a higher stake customer. And you would get the request and then you would take the data out of your database, data warehouse, and then start to analyze it. Would the outcome be a dashboard? Some of the common questions we get are um, more about tracking things over time. So if someone's wanting to know customer behavior and how that looks over um, a few months and, and eventually, you know, over a few years, um, that would definitely result in a dashboard um, that's dynamic and updating um, because part of our job as a data analyst is to provide our users with data that they can access and, and consume whenever they need to so that, um, you know, they're not ever held back by like needing to go through a data analyst to know results or, or certain um, metrics that they're looking for. So, so typically, that's a, most of the projects that I work on are to track trends and in which case I would usually build a dashboard to help the stakeholder do that. Um, on occasion, we do get kind of quicker You know, someone just needs a quick analysis, a quick, um, you know, number of things here or customers who did something, um, in which case that might just be more of a static data output where we would just tell them or um, provide like a Google sheet that then they could um, analyze themselves or, or use for whatever they need. As you're 
an analyst. So your job is more analyzing the data and not necessarily building models for some case, because it sounds like how NAV uses their data at the moment, a model would not be needed. Or do you also do some prescriptive analysis? I don't do very much prescriptive analysis at this point um, or predictive analysis. Mm. I don't build a lot of models in my role. Um, maybe as it expands, there'll be room for that. Um, but yeah. we also have a data scientist who is more responsible for that because we do use, yeah, we do use prescriptive analytics and do some modeling and, and things like that. Um, that is not specifically what I do, however. Yeah. The, the head of the department, so I would expect that he's also the one who tries to embrace the use of data in decision-making in the companies. That, is, is that the case? Yes. Our uh, team leader on the BI team, yeah, definitely embraces the use of data. And as far as determining the strategic direction and helping kind of infuse uh, data throughout the organization, I would say he, as well as our leader of the data engineering team, and then um, above us, we have an executive over data engineering and business okay. intelligence. Um, so I would say that's sort of the uh, leadership structure. Mm -hmm. And um, they really, yeah, just infuse data throughout the organization. So it sounds like that the organization is really into using data in a way. So you, you probably have less the problem of getting the stakeholders to, to use your, your analytics capacity, I would guess. And the need to embrace the use of data is low and the trust in the data is probably pretty high. I feel NAV and our and my colleagues at NAV have a pretty high trust in data. Yeah, um, yeah and they're interested in it. I really, really appreciate that coming from a data side. And I think, um, you know, like I said, we have four data analysts on our team. I don't think we'll ever run out of work. <laughs> do you do you know how the company or how the, the leadership team is measuring the value of the data? Or are they more in the direction that they know that it works and they don't necessarily put a monetary or timely value on the department? As data people, I think we're definitely interested and they are definitely interested in yeah. having some metrics to, to stack against that. One big way we measure the value of data analytics is our stakeholders and, you know, just making sure that they have what they need when they need it as far as data goes to track, um, you know, whatever efforts they're doing, really, really important. And then more on the data science side, um, The better and more efficient we can get with our data science, the better and more customers we can connect with really good financing opportunities. Mm. Uh, so that's how we would measure that there. So you started in data science in December last year. And did you have any challenges so far? So, yeah, I started um, my data analyst role in um, last uh, November. So November 2019. Okay finished the Master of Business Analytics December of 2019, and definitely had a lot of challenges transitioning into this role. Uh, number one is my first technical role. And uh, with that kind of comes a lot to learn as you're just sort of getting up to speed on different technologies. And as you mentioned, you were in the same master's program that I did. So you are probably familiar that, um, you know, all the analyses we did, we sort of just had a CSV file of data that we then like cleaned and mined and analyzed. And um, so for me, I really had to learn the whole data, you know, how data really comes full circle from a source into a data warehouse and a database where it can actually be queried and then analyzed. So um, really getting up to speed on everything that comes like before that CSV file um, was pretty challenging for me just because not having experience in that before, I had a lot to learn. 
what, what what was challenging there how i in, in my imagination is that you have the data engineering people who are connecting the data sources with the data warehouse and then it was challenging for you to to get the data out of the warehouse into whatever you use to to analyze the data yeah i would say all of the above <laughs> for me were challenges um i mean i really just didn't know anything yeah. about kind of what happens before that csv file i just had not okay exposed to it. And um, because in the master's program, you know, all the technologies we learned were pretty new. um, It was almost like, like, I just didn't quite know to to dive deeper um, until you kind of get in a real business environment where it's dynamic data, new information coming in every day, we need to make sure it comes in in the way we want it to and then access when we need it to and that it's uh, correct. So um, just kind of understanding how those processes work and the technologies that funnel them and, and the people that help, help create them, um, understanding how that works in an organization um, was a lot for me. But, yeah, but, you know, I mean, as you go on, I have really, our team's really, really supportive and, and they're good teachers. So that helped me <laughs> a lot with getting up to speed. So wouldn't, how I understand that the, the, department so i'm i'm kind of new to data science as well so when did they how i understand the data engineers would prepare the data in a way that the data analyst data analyst then could just take it out and analyze it was is that is that the case in reality so that is that is i mean i think as you kind of mentioned theoretically how things work yeah um, at NAV, between our business intelligence and data engineering team the lines are blurred a little bit more and um as I mentioned earlier, the BI team is downstream from data engineering. So, um, you know, we do kind of have to know what's going on upstream of us just because then we have to report even downstream from us to our stakeholders. For example, if um, like the data was not going to be there for their reports mm-hmm. or if we weren't able to um, access the most updated data for something they wanted us to analyze. Um, so it is, so it is like that. I mean, essentially at this point I am able to connect to our database, query what's needed and then analyze it. Mm. Um, but, uh, we do have to be aware of what's, of everything that's happening before then as well. Okay. And the, the understanding was challenging for you because it was probably just like a lot that you didn't expect in the beginning. Yeah, totally. For example, I was not familiar with ETL extract transform load at all. Um, but now I'm like really interested in that and think, um, you know, that, that part of the data processing is, uh, and how you, you know, make it more efficient and make it work is really, really cool. Are you able to explain it in in some way, how it, how it works? So for our ETL, we do have some tools that help support it. And then we have, um, I mean, most of those tools are run from Python scripts as well. Um, but yeah, basically the data engineers are responsible for getting the data from its source. Uh, that's the extract part. And then transform would be um, transforming it into a more consumable um, state, which like, for example, for us, we try not to um, work with red data. So a lot of in that transform stage, some um, like PII gets redacted or other things get um hashed or changed just so that we're not um, interacting with personal information of our customers. And then um, the uh, load part is the final step of getting it into our database. 
is your part of of your analysis job to clean like the the data that you extract yeah and i feel like our, the data we have coming in is fairly clean um yeah i mean we certainly have to be aware of like missing data or if we're doing analyses one thing i always look at is data coverage of the different data points mm -hmm. as if someone wants to know something specific about a customer we don't always have good data coverage on it so mm -hmm. You know, as you start querying it, you might see values pop up, but then maybe that's only 5% of people or something like that. Okay. So, yeah. I can totally relate to the part where you're overwhelmed by something. It's like already in the study, you you think like you got something and then you get a new topic or you go dig deeper and then something new comes up and you're like, what? Yeah. I thought I got it. And how did you yeah. overcome that? You said you had your teammates who helped you. Was it more like a slowly trying to read up on the topic, read some documentations, and then asking questions to the colleagues who are who has have been there longer? Or is kind of over, overcoming that sense of overwhelm um, at the beginning by again just kind of being in this like whole new environment of data from start to end. Definitely the teammates, the teammates helped a lot. They're really, I mean, the people I work with are really, really smart and they know a lot about data and technology and how all this works and a lot about our company. So they're really, really helpful. And as I mentioned earlier, really good teachers. Um, so really uh, gained a lot from just their support and still do every day. Um, I did do, you know, some individual study and, um, you know, though I'm not in school anymore, um, there's online courses, YouTube, Google a ton. Um, you know, I try my best to try and like figure things out and, and get a start on kind of understanding and then like taking that little bit of information and discussing it with a team member or my boss to better understand. Um, the other thing I would say or like recommend for new data professionals is just to be really shameless about the questions you ask. Um, because again, these people I work with, I feel like they could do you know, some of these processes are set up like in their sleep. And for me, it was brand new. So just kind of uh, being really vulnerable and asking questions that you need to know, like they know you need to know them. And, um, you know, no one ever made me feel dumb. They just uh, helped me find the answers. Yeah, that's great. What is something that you wish you would have known before? M maybe ETL, but <laughs> aside from that. Yeah, something I wish I would have known before. Um, yeah, is a kind of that uh, navigation of a new environment and of learning new things. Um, so I was at my previous job for almost seven years and, um, you know, completely different industry. It was completely different job function. So really coming to NAV for me was a little bit of a culture shock, not in a bad way. It was just um, very different. Um, yeah. So just kind of I hadn't, you know, started a new job for so long that it was like relearning how to do all that and then relearning all of these like technical things. Um, so yeah, being vulnerable, um, had someone just kind of like before I started sat me down and said, Hey, like it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, you're going to have to ask a lot of questions that like maybe feel really elementary, but you need to just ask them anyways and um, really lean on your team for support. I think having some of that advice earlier on would have would have helped me. Thanks for sharing that. My, my last question would be, what are the tools you use in your current role right now? I use a variety of tools in my role. So number one, I use SQL a ton um, all day, every day. <laughs> um, to just to query our database. Um, in the MSBA program, we did learn R quite a lot. We learned a little bit of Python, but mostly R. So I use that on occasion, but um, 
you know, there are some analyses like R has some functions that I just think make data easier to work with than SQL, but I do a lot more in SQL now than I did in the program, just because that's kind of our main interface. Um, trying to think what else. Do you use Tableau for, for visualization? So you, you get to you go into the database, use SQL to collect the data and then extract it and load it into Tableau or what, whatever you use for your dashboards? Uh, we do use Tableau for our dashboards. Yep. So, um, yeah, that was another thing. Had never used Tableau <laughs> before I started this job, so I had to learn that. But um, that's been really cool to learn. have enjoyed using that. Those are the main ones that I use, like, pretty much every day. Yeah, which is calming probably for a lot of people who start out and think, oh, they need to know Python, they need to know R, they need to know SQL, and they need to know Spark and whatever is out there. And so that's pretty uh, good to know that it's mainly SQL and Tableau. Yeah, you, that makes a really great point that, yeah, coming in and even even now I'm like, I need to learn all these like coding languages and these other technologies and things. But that's a great point. Like really my toolkit that I use right now is like fairly small. Um, I will, I do and want and will, um, you know, expand my skill set and that will probably expand my toolkit. But but yeah, I mean, you can, you can certainly start small um, if you just know a couple of things you can get really good at them and then um, once you're more familiar with technology and even like how some programming languages work it becomes easier to learn other ones so yeah thanks so much for your insight on on your job that, that was great you are welcome thank you so much for having me that's it for today thanks for listening and tune in next week for another episode of somewhat overfitting Thanks again to Jada for being on the show. Highlights of today's show were the insights into the challenges Jada faced when starting out and how she overcame them. Also, it is coming to hear that she mainly uses SQL and Tableau every day. This reduces the stress I feel to learn all the tools out there at once. Let me know what you thought about this episode on somewhatoverfitting.com. There you can also find today's show notes. If you have something to say about data science and digital transformation, visit somewhatoverfitting.com slash guest and fill out the form. I'm always looking for interesting conversations. The theme song is called Everything You Wanted from Dan Lebowitz. Thanks again for listening and see ya.